Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the Bald Gun Guy podcast. We are continuing our playthrough of every Hitman level, one per episode, diving deep into the world of assassination. You know, this is called the World of Assassination Trilogy, and presumably that means whatever comes next will not be the World of Assassination. I wonder if it will be the World of Massages. I would like to just help someone relax their muscles. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. It's just me this time. No I, one else I didn't know who was going to go yeah, we, second. We, we've, actually, so. we've actually been banned from the podcast, so it's yes. just six now. I don't know how I'm um, still here, actually. I, I forgot I'm the number two guy now that we like reshuffled. Like You're the new guy in yes. Rewind, right? So yes. like I, I'm supposed to go next. I'm just like not used to that mantle. Um, yeah, this is Ty from Nothing in Particular. All right, Ty. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank it's you. your show, so I don't know why I'm welcoming you. It's kind of like, it's like saying welcome to someone entering their own house which I've done before I guess my dog says welcome it. to me whenever I come in so and hi Matthew hello I'm I'm Matthew I'm the new guy and uh, I'll just quote the actress here uh, kiss me hero <laughs> what about a firm handshake can we negotiate <laughs> I was hoping someone would pick that up thank you <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Mumbai, mostly the chasing a ghost mission, though technically this also covers illusions of grandeur, which will be a uh, 30 second conversation. Yeah, um, what a weird mission that is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of these Hitman 2, you know, Hitman 1 for the bonus campaign, they had this whole Patient Zero campaign, and those missions were weird because they were still lower effort than the main missions, but there was like a campaign. Whereas this one, it's just like, oh, a day in the life of 47. Here's a dumbass who's really easy to kill. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. Then you can leave. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of uh, liked it, though. Like, there's something nice about, like, stepping out into this, like, discontinuous, like, little, like, time bubble where you're just like, oh, I'm going to kill a magician. And then you just go back. Like, I don't know. Like, not that I didn't enjoy Patient Zero, but I, I sort of enjoyed the spontaneity of it, you know? You just... I, I think it's nice as adding context to 47's career. I appreciate that about it, right? Yeah, these are these are like the routine, just like, you know, rise and grind, you know, folders in your cup kind of days, right? You know, nothing mm -hmm. big, nothing flashy, right? There's, there's no meaning built into this. So yeah, yeah, you got you got to pay the bills, right? ICA is a, you know, it's a big operation. A lot of, a lot of mouths to feed over there. You know, it's not always playoff basketball. Sometimes you right, just exactly, do a lap drills. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta win the division first. So exactly. Do you think someone's ever noted, like, like recognized him and made a request in person? Like he's he's on a plane, and someone's like, "Hey, you're 47, right?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Hey, can you kill that guy in first class? He's so annoying." <laughs> How would you prefer? <laughs> you could just shoot. oh, you probably don't have a gun. Uh, you know, whatever. Listen, uh, I'm not picky. I have a rubber ducky. <laughs> Is there a bomb in it? I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. There, there's, there's no way you're getting five-star silent assassin on a plane <laughs> with a bomb, just saying. Um. Oh, no, it's one of those speedrun ones where you load in, you throw the rubber ducky, you instantly detonate it, then you hit the exit. Yep, yep. And it's 47 parachuting out. And there's the triumphant burr, 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 horn. <laughs> I'll leave you to prepare. <laughs> Uh, but yes, this time we're hitting up Mumbai, India, uh, which is one of the, the eighth most populous city in the world. It's uh, it's also one of the eighth richest cities in the world. 
Uh, it's got a population of over 20 million people, and as such, it is sort of the biggest map in this trilogy. Yes. What do you? Does anyone know why it's sort of? Uh, Having a clue, six. Uh, yeah, no, well, no idea. It's a weird technicality where you can't reach it, but technically, because they had to render and build all of it, the biggest map is actually Hawks Bay. Because <laughs> that beach just goes on forever. That's oh, yeah. funny. That's funny. Uh, I, yeah, um, I would have. I would have never noticed. Maybe if I were playing uh, with the uh, like hardware monitor on, and I see my like video RAM being like shooting me all the way up in usage, I'm like, huh. But yeah, I would have never done that. Yeah, my my Steam Deck caught on fire in my. I don't know, Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, this um, is not uh, anymore because it caught on fire. Yeah, true, as true. soon as as soon as you said the entirely unsurprising, like, oh, this is the biggest map. Or at least, like, not exploiting the technicality. I just started staring off into space. Like, I'm already, I'm already just like triggered by the, uh, by yeah, it's really freaking big guys, and I'm just like, yeah, sure is. You have it, some, it you have some trouble map. with your prep this time, Ty. I did, yeah. I, I, I was, I was uh, telling them uh, before we started recording. I, I failed the, this time. I just like. So, okay, so I sat down, I, I told my spouse, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm not going to force myself to do every escalation. I'm just I'm just going to have a good time, right? It's Hitman. Hit, we love Hitman. We're here to enjoy mm-hmm. Hitman. And then I sat yeah. down, and I'm like, you know what? This kind of sucks. I'm just going to not play with this. So, I mean, I, I don't, I played like five hours. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I did, I did like a little bit, but for me, that's nothing. Like, normally I go hard in this. And yeah, just traversing, you know, I traversed the slums and the sewers like one too many times, and I, I think my brain broke a little bit. Something happened. I was never quite the That's... same reemerging from those sewers. I uh, I did have a good 15 minutes where I was running in circles, and, and it first started as a thought, and then became a whisper, and then became me almost shouting in my room, where the fuck is the barber shop? <laughs> uh, I did find it in the end. But, uh, so there's something there's something's incredibly sadistic about the uh, the detection and pathing of the crow guards in the slum areas, right? Because it's trivially easy to get around them, right? Like there's zero <laughs> challenge because the the level is absolutely packed with people, right? So there's crowds everywhere. Great new mechanic, we love it, love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not hard, but it's precisely because it's so trivial. But you still have to wait and you still have to do it every time. I just I wanted to not play the game anymore. And for once I didn't, right? But like it was yeah. just something it's just something about it. It's like you have to it's like waiting in line. You know? Like yeah. if I'm like actually in line to get in and out or something, like I'll wait in line. I love in and out, right? But in this it's a video game, I'm like, I just you have to do it so many times. I just couldn't do it. I was actually here to say that I was much more positive on this map than when I first played it. Okay, I will say, and I know I've like I'm going on a little too much right now, so I'll just say like I came into this recording session kind of ready to be totally talked into this map. It was a very strange experience for me, um, but I wanted to like kind of start off with the honest like kind of exhaustion that I felt traversing mm-hmm. the map, um, and just kind of like the, this mild irritation, not like a hotel like death punch kind of experience, but just a just a sort of ambiguous fatigue, and I, I'm actually kind of excited to be talked into it by you guys. All right, so let's lay it out real quick. Uh, first off, the targets, uh, Rangan Dawood, uh, Vanya Shah, and Wazir Kale. Uh, these are four uh, former members of a pirate crew. Uh, Wazir still is. He's the leader. Yes. Um, but Rangan and Vanya kind of left. Sorry, what'd you have, Matthew? I was just agreeing with you. Hmm. I apologize. <laughs> uh, 
No, you're, you're fine. Um, Rangan, uh, used to be their, their like cashier. I put this backward in my notes. Good job, me. Um, Ooh. and, uh, now he's, uh, he's a egocentric, uh, film director, uh, who does crime behind the scenes to make his films work because he's bad at it. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Vanya has taken Slumlord a little too literally um, <laughs> and has constructed a literal throne and has someone fanning her. Um, so. Slumlord royalty. <laughs> Here we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> uh, she probably is a slumdog millionaire. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I, was trying to, I was trying to avoid that slumlord royalty rather than... <laughs> right, right. Slum- I, I know you wanted... You, you thought this was an either or, but... <laughs> Oh, oh. It was me, Dio. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like um, there's like they're 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 doing something on purpose, right? With these sort of like interchangeability and sort of petty, like uh, like the gaucheness and worthlessness, right? Of like the figure of royalty, like looming over the Indian slum. But at the same mm-hmm. time, the Queen's Guard's outfits are fucking like driptastic. Pretty sick. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you do have to have like a king or a queen or someone around just so you can have guys looking drippy. But it's true. it's complicated for me. Yeah, you know it, it. There, there are, there are complications um, to that whole thing, which we'll get into. Um, and then, of course, uh, the the maelstrom himself, Wazir Kale, um, is you don't know what he looks like when you enter this map, and that's the that's the fun challenge. It's like, oh man, he's he's uh, he's pop- changed his face so many times. Who knows what he looks like? Let's uh, let's see if we can figure out who he is. And so that's the fourth objective. You have to figure out who he is before you can kill him. In theory. I guess yes. you could probably just start shooting people and it would work out. But sounds tricky. I to be, to be honest, actually, I don't know that that would be a guaranteed uh, success. Because, frankly, I don't know if there are enough bullets in this map for the number of people. Like, ask me how I know. Um, but there really aren't too many guards. Um, even like Queenslayer plus slums plus the construction site security guys. There are so many NPCs on this map. I don't know if you're guaranteed to get the maelstrom just by killing everyone. Because I don't know that it's possible it, to kill everyone on the map. Is what I'm saying. But only some people have the blue targets, which means they're possible spawns. That's fair. That's fair. And I guess you could melee like to death. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. seeing like with guns, you know, using shooting. That's all. Also, here's a fun trick if you want to find him. Uh, you can find him actually pretty easily, which is just um, like excluding the methods that are intended. If you're using Hitman Vision, you find one of those people. Um, first off, head to a crow's area, and one of them will turn into an enforcer. No one else will, because okay. no one else cares that you're in a crow's area. Also, he walks faster than the others. So... There are fun ways to track him down if you want to. Um, actually, is his appearance randomized? I don't think so. Because I, I don't think so. Um, mainly because the wiki has him as has him as a, a, a picture. Like it's a picture mm-hmm. of of the of the character like red model shirt, scar like all that yeah the thing yeah. but the thing that gets me is that um doing one of the mission stories mm-hmm. uh he changes right at one point 
And I slipped into the room and watched him changed, and like his model shifted, like his facial oh, really? hair changed. Oh, okay. I, I did. I, I did not have that happen. So, I mean, I wasn't. It, it looked like that because I, I was looking at his back, but definitely his model changed, and I think his facial hair changed. I could, hmm. I could, I guess, be mistaken, but it seemed like a, a pretty full on transformation. Basically, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, I noticed I, I was reloading from a save to do like multiple things at once at a lower difficulty level, um, mm-hmm. just to, um, for unlocks and stuff. And I noticed that, um, so the, the color of the tea or the flavor of the tea, I guess, is randomized for the, the tea poisoning one. Um, mm-hmm. and like three times in a row, I got the same, uh, tea to poison. I got like orange tea or whatever, which is actually green tea. It's very confusing, but the orange, the orange stall. Right. And so like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, so for me, he was always in the same outfit, but also if like, if I was just by chance getting the same like random seed each time I loaded that, you know, cause it was only, it was Mm, only three loads or something. So Mm -hmm. I I just might not have seen him in any other thing. Or, I mean, if you were loading us, if you weren't restarting the whole map, if you were just loading a save, it probably decides when you load in. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I heard the, the, the I, I heard I heard specifically the uh, the T thing resets on, uh, so you can't save scum it. Um, so hmm, again, I I, that was just my experience though. Again, this this could be this could just be like hit me into forum lore or like Reddit lore. I don't know. Um, hmm. yeah. Sure. Well, uh, regardless, um, here's the fun part that I always do that nobody else actually cares about: the plot ramifications of this man. Of this no, one. I care about it. I care about this too. Have, then I don't have to pay attention when I actually play oh, the okay. game. I just listen well, to you. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Well, this one was really important. Um, first of all, at the start of the mission, part of our briefing is that uh, Lucas Gray's militia has released a hostage video, and as part of it, it exposes the existence of Providence to the rest of the world. Right. Yes. So everyone knows the Illuminati exists now, um, and they're, we're still going to work on chasing that one down. That's not going to ha- come into effect just yet, but. We are uh, tracking down the fake IDs from the Delgado cartel from last mission, mm-hmm. um, which has led us to Lucas Gray's top lieutenant, who is who is the Maelstrom. Um, and after killing them, you get a lead and you go find Lucas Gray. And 47 finds him and puts a gun to his head. And then he's like, wait, I remember you and I remember this place we're in. And we should kill the Illuminati. And that's 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 the story for this one. I mean, why kill me when we can be friends? That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think of the friendship option. It's usually not in the contract. Yeah, that's that's actually where the series is going. Is it's just going to be like a relationship simulator. It's going to be like a Persona Five or whatever. I'm here for it. You have to do scouting runs so that you can become better friends. You're gonna yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. I you have also, to, yeah, you have to gather I, intelligence. <laughs> oh, you like this too? He is my favorite player as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, have a seat, buddy. I was just listening to The Black Parade. Do you know that album? <laughs> oh, uh, Agent 47 listening to My Chemical Romance makes me happy. Well, he is not okay. So. <laughs> I can just see him going, I feel nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this, this brings us to the map proper. Um... I think that this map is too big for its own good. Hard agree. It's a little too winding and sprawling, but unlike some other maps that have been too big for their own good, at least there's stuff that happens in most parts of the map. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, it has my favorite mission story so far. So, 
Um, well, now, I fucking love the Kashmirin. Thank plot. you. Okay, good. It's so good. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> uh, he says, has a sniper rifle that you have to focus for him. It's so good. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> He's like, I need to buy a new sniper rifle. This one's out of focus. And 47 turns the dial. <laughs> and he's like, he, he sets it up and is pointed at uh, Rongan's um, tower. And he is he use, is he stepping in front of it to use binoculars? Yeah, because he's got it set on the exact angle he wants it, and he doesn't want to turn it. You see. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been. I've, 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 I've only held a, a low level rifle. I've never fired a gun. So yeah, yeah. so I, I was going to comment. Yeah. So I did, I did high power rifle shooting uh, in high school. Um, and that's the ironic part, right? So the scope and the seeker 3000 or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's usable. It's fine, whatever, but it's extremely limited for like actual like precision work. And the, uh, the like big like glass on the, uh, Whatever, whatever the the hitman version of the gun is called, but um, of the Kashmiri's rifle is like it, it's basically a much more usable like reticle setup. Like it's it's so much nicer. Like for I I would go use his rifle just because even without the slow mo, it's just like I don't know. It feels you know not that you have to do like you have to calculate like bullet drop over distance in hitman, but you know what I mean. Like it's sure. it's an mm-hmm. infinitely more functional weapon and more functional optics. But he's like, yeah, I can't use it. Ah, this is very. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's this the the plot of this one. Um, first of all, it's it's I think the biggest. It's certainly the biggest mission story we've had so far because it can branch a bunch of ways. Yes. Um, it might be in the series. I don't know. Um, it's called Our Men in Mumbai. Basically, there is a, a local assassin by who goes by the Kashmirin. His his proper name, of course, is Karan Dar. Um, he's actually an American uh, who was a serial killer and then had to flee the country before they figured out that he was a serial killer. Um, and he became sort of a local uh, troubleshooter. And he's like, that sucks. I want to move up the ladder. I'm going to become a, a professional assassin. <laughs> troubleshooter. So he gets I see a, what you did there. <laughs> I, I didn't invent that. I know. Um, <laughs> but still. It's still a good. I still do like that term. It's good. Um so he talks to Vanya. Vanya is like, I really fucking hate Rangan. Kill Rangan for me. Um, and he's like, okay, I'll take this contract. And then he calls up Rangan. He's like, hey, Vanya wants me to kill you. And Rangan's like, you should kill her instead. And he's like, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill both of you. And then I'm going to go talk to your, your boss, Wazir, and be like, hey, listen, this is what went down. Doesn't this seem like I'm really good at this? Shouldn't you hire me? Um, and... He's not actually ready for the big leagues at all. <laughs> no, he is not. Uh, he can't focus a sniper rifle. He also can't create opportunities. He also can't point his scope anywhere but a little, like, five-by-five-foot window. Yep. Uh, there are a lot of spots on that tower where you could shoot someone. He does not try. The Kashmirin is the armchair quarterback of snipers. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is even when you get him, like that the the most funny one to me is still the the painting one, right? Because what you do is you either get the painter to paint uh, 
uh, Rangan or you substitute and do it yourself, mm -hmm. um, which is another opportunity. It's another mission story. But um, even when you're doing that and Rangan is standing still, he's still like sort of gesturing a little bit. And that's too much. The Kashmiran cannot take the shot until he stops waving oh, his arms. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Takes him so long. <laughs> Setting that up, I'm like, I, I while, while that whole thing is happening, A, uh, I'm st I think it was right after the last episode you sent us the picture of Rangan. That's, it's the portrait of him, and then right below it it says, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm, I'm still looking at that and giggling. But this goes on for long enough, and I've just been laughing at just the horrible use of self-portraits throughout this compound that Ron Gun's in. And I'm just thinking, wait a minute, did I forget to tune up the sniper rifle for the Kashmir? <laughs> and then he gets shot. I'm like, oh, okay. Whew, I was worried there for a moment. Yeah, I will, I will say that I had a, an embarrassingly difficult time uh, zeroing in. Uh, a, the red dot I, I put on my AR um, a little bit ago um, for no good reason. Like I got it done, but it was one of those situations where like ammo is so expensive right now that every 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 extra round or what feels like an extra round that you have to put down range just to zero is like especially painful because it's like sixty cents a round right now. And it, mm. I was like, damn, I feel this. It was like I like when the cashmere because I had totally forgotten about that from when I played this game before. And okay. uh, this time I was like listening to the dialogue and I'm like, oh, this is painful. I, I feel you, my friend. But you. what if, what if, Ty, what if you went to the shooting range and there was a rifle already there on a tripod pointed at the bullseye <laughs> and all you had to do was pull the fucking trigger? <laughs> well, it doesn't, doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but. Is that what is that what happened then? Is is he is isn't that it took him that long to take the shot? He was just like, man, I thought it'd be more exciting than this. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in, he's in it for the sport, you know. He's like, let me give him a chance. Let me wait. Maybe he's gonna move, and then it'll be more exciting. Yeah, I mean, I don't no. want I don't want to spend the sixty cents for the round if I don't have to set up that shot myself. <laughs> it's about the craft. It's about the work. Yeah, really is, really is. Um. So you get that shot, then you do the setup with the laundry foreman, um, either, again, doing it yourself or, you know, getting him to have the meeting with Vanya about how he's going to turn this laundry business around, even though it's doing fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then that there's another shot. And then he calls up uh, the maelstrom and he's like, you don't know who I am, but I just saved you a lot of trouble. You should hire me. <laughs> Um, Next time and, I apply for an x-ray job, that's exactly how I'm going to open my cover <laughs> letters. You don't know who I am, but I'm going to save you some trouble. And so the first time I did it, I went in myself disguised as the Kashmirian to have the conversation. And like 47 handles it really well. And I was kind of expecting when the Kashmirian, when it like when you get it so that he gets to go in, that he would fuck up the conversation and get shot. <laughs> yeah, uh, he doesn't. He does fine. But I was really looking for a moment where he's like, you know, just some people need shooting. <laughs> and the other one's like, okay, you're an idiot. Bang. <laughs> some um, people need shooting. Oh. But yeah, that's that's my favorite mission story I've ever done. Just the, that there's that whole arc. You can meet the maelstrom yourself or have him do it. Or also there are off ramps where you mm -hmm. can like get wrong and killed and then call Vanya and be like, hey, I did it, or the opposite. Right. Um, 
which also allows you to set up one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite challenges, which is on this one. If you do kill Rangan and report to Vanya, she calls the Maelstrom and she's like, hey, we should talk and you can interrupt their meeting by crushing them with a train. Yeah. Which is pretty good. I guess this is my this is my main thing is like I don't feel like there were a lot of like I didn't love moving around the map. It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't great. Um right. and I don't necessarily love the like the art direction for this level, but there were so many moments that I think were really ex- excellently executed that I just I really had a good time with. There's like there's that, there's um so I assume we all did the the barber one, a close shave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I wanted to also get the, um, the challenges for using, like leaving via taxi and buying all the cloth, which costs a bunch of coins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so really early on when I opened up the shop as the barber, uh, the maelstrom came up and I was like, okay. And I killed him and he was the last target and it's the triumphant music. And then I just go back and I shave seven more people. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was hard to hear the conversations because the horns were so fucking triumphant the whole damn time. <laughs> Uh, and I just, uh, that life. was really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just breaking the economy, know. you know. Are there any other like like sort of more designed set pieces here that were really that really spoke to people? So I had a funny thing. And this it's barely worth mentioning because it's not. I don't know. Okay. So in the back of the train yard, um, on your way to the train yard uh, pickup, uh, if you're coming in kind of the main way. Um, there are these two security guards and they're sitting, uh, their backs against uh, a container and they're talking about like how, um, like long story short, it's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm glad I stayed here in Mumbai and didn't take a job abroad because like, you know, yeah, there's smog and whatever, but like it's home. I have family here, whatever. And I'll cop to this, like that dialogue, even though it's kind of played like as a semi joke, right. But like, it's also like mostly serious i don't know but it, it actually like made me like not cry but like tear up a little bit because like mm-hmm. i i people don't know i live on the east coast i'm from southern california um mm-hmm. and i i really miss where i'm from i miss my family i like do all that stuff like as a as a person who's like in the age band of like your average random security guard npc in a hitman game I like I miss it, and I there was something about like the kind of grim, dismal situation, um, and still being like, well, this is home, and this idea that like everywhere is like home for someone, and like has those like mm-hmm. set of like feelings and mutual support and stuff and belonging, um, and it made me like really sad. It was like it was like one of the most like heartfelt moments, and again, that has maybe more to do with me than the like little like dialogue treat, but I don't know, it was something. For sure. I mean, I think that note can resonate, you know, like I, I, I didn't have as much of an emotional reaction to it, but I did sort of note the interaction. And it's like I'm I'm here in SoCal because of family. Right. And like the like the L.A. L.A. County is putting out promotional songs about how you should use less water and like threatening to cut off your water supply because the drought is so bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we also have smog. Water is so bad. We don't even talk about the smog. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, I, I get what it's like to be like, oh, this is home. It's fucked, but it's home. Yeah. Well, I, I this time out doing the, doing this mission, I started doing my playtime after coming back to Philly from visiting my hometown. 
the, the reason I was visiting my hometown was to do the celebration of life for my father. Mm. And so I was kind of surrounded. Well, uh, uh, my partner and I were surrounded by family and most of which she had not had the chance to really meet yet because uh, we got together in 2017 married in 2019 the pandemic happened and we've not really had a chance to go back to the midwest um and i found myself thinking along the same lines as ty for most of my time (laughs) in this mission and i i couldn't articulate it i mean i know i've uh i know i've loved this series for a long time but like none of it really like there's the correlation between it and my father or it and home for me has never really hit except for maybe a mission later in two which i won't really go into but uh we'll get there in the show well and it's also because this is a mission that isn't like so much of visiting you know like for us foreign cities right in this mm-hmm. game i mean any anytime you visit anywhere in hitman it's like the gaudy exotic version of that place right, right. yeah like uh we'll get to new york but even like new york i think i i have been to ty lives in have you ever been to new york matthew yes okay so we've all been there um we haven't been in a bank for millionaires right <laughs> like um wow. but, you know yeah well ty you haven't I'm not fooled. You know what? I'm not going to put anything past Tylant Assassin. Not going to do it. (laughs) Did you say Tylant Assassin? I did. Everyone's on fire tonight. Everyone except me. But yeah, I mean, like, you go to Paris and it's a fashion show. You go to Sapienza and it's this, like, first of all, it's a fake Italian city that has been made up to be extra like historic and beautiful. Right. right? You go to, you go to Hokkaido and it's this like, like ultra rich, like hospital ultra. Yeah. Like hospital with like a bunch of like, like Zen gardens of snow and shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's always so extra. It's always so touristy. And you go to Mumbai and it's just a city. Yeah, there's I mean, a different, I, I, there's I, a different of, pulse here. I'm of I'm of two minds because I, I was thinking about this a little bit, and in some way, like okay, here's like the it's not a, a counter example to what you said exactly, but like it, it gets to the sort of the counterpoint of if you look at like what is Colorado, it is the like oh it's just a it's just a militia compound, right? Which uh, sure. for most people is not going to be like, it's, it's sort of like the turbo caricature version of the place, but it gets mm-hmm. us away from the, uh, sort of the gaudy, the class, like it, it changes, it, it sort of like makes more generic what you're saying. Cause it's not exclusively like the, the high, the, you know, like neon lights, like glam version. It's just the caricature. And in that sense, you can start to fit in the Mumbai because it's essentially for a huge part of the map. It's like, uh, just like turbo poverty, you know, of, True. uh, cause True. That, that, yeah, with the like, oh, we're going to have like, you know, the, the sort of like Z level zero B, um, uh, sewer, you know, and you're just kind of cruising around and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I see, I see it from there. your side. Yeah. <laughs> For what it's worth. It's, it's, not, um, it's actually not that extensive. It's really just like kind of around, uh, the crow's hideout. Um, 
Because, yeah, I mostly agree with you. I mostly agree with the... I, I feel like the, the design kind of wants to have it both ways. It kind of wants to get all the memes in about Indian poverty and squalor, but then it also sure. just wants to feel kind of like a normal... Um, you know, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it, it feels like it's undefined, like non-committal to me. Um, not that it really bothers me, but like I completely see your side of it. I agree with a lot of it. Um, I don't know. And and I mean the, the you know the, the the both sides of it don't doesn't pa- like stop there, right? Where it's like on the one hand, like okay, your targets are a slumlord, a Bollywood producer, and a pirate, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like hmm, okay. But also like uh, with the exception of uh, of of Kale, a lot of these are actually Indian actors. Mm. Yes. Kale is Greek, but you know, like he he does a decent imitation, and it's like they're yeah, a lot of they have a, compared to a lot of the maps we've done where we've been, you know, all these exotic places, and everyone's just from the fucking Midwest for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. There is an effort made, um, and it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 all over the place. And all of this, for me, all of this is to go to say, I just wish it was better to walk around in. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. though, because, like, if I if I pause... Okay, so other than, like, a couple of bottlenecks where I just got annoyed having to wait five to six seconds at a time to maneuver, the parts of the map that I like are the ones where it's quote-unquote difficult or, like, just kind of annoying. The My least favorite part of the map is a construction site. Um, and the tower where they're filming. I just think it's very, very boring and formulaic. Um, actually, it's weird. I, I feel like I have like some kind of like Stockholm syndrome going on with the parts that I said I didn't like. But then I actually like find myself like drawn to them. It, like the more I think about it, the farther, the, the more minutes uh, come between like playing and talking. The more I like the kind of beating heart of the map, not the construction. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah. I, 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 yeah, my least favorite part, I mean, I, I, there are cool moments in it that I really like, um, but the, just the central, you know, like the, the central like food district and, 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 you know, it's surrounding area because it just all looks the same and I get lost. I just yeah. get, cause whenever I'm going in there, I'm looking for one specific building. I'm looking for the barber or I'm looking for the fucking, uh, like the tailor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just can't find shit. Um, Okay, you know what you know what I think it is. You know what I think it is. So, um, and again, it's not like this is tremendously insightful, but I think it's the combination of the sameness of the uh, building facades and exteriors. So again, you're you're constantly looking for the place past where, like, where in other maps you've kind of made a functional, uh, or when, in other levels you've made a functional mental map of where things are that you need to know. In Mumbai, it takes you a little longer because we're dumb and the buildings all look the same. Combined with the irritating placement of enforcers, that's what yes. frustrated me about moving through that part of the map. There we go. Like, I think it's just that of having to be like, oh, is this it? Is this it? Ah, oh, crap, an enforcer that I forgot about. Uh, and I stepped out of the crowd, blah, blah. Now I have to, you know, restart or something like that. Like, that happens a mm-hmm. couple of times and it, it works you up beyond what's reasonable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I feel like, you know, some of the sub areas, like you mentioned the tower, the tower is not a great area. No, I um, it's not super fun to, to maneuver around. It's not like the like the both the way they section off the map is not that interesting. Like there aren't very many areas that are off limits. And when they are, it's just like, oh, because you could set a bomb here and someone would step on it. 
Yeah. Like, okay, great. Um, and then also just like the navigation doesn't always make sense. Like there are two sets of stairs sort of on the, once you get to the sort of the main part of the building and one of them goes up one floor and one goes up two. And you're yeah. like, ah, shit, I grabbed the wrong one. I have to run down or go run up the other one. All right, yeah. great. This is a good use of my time. Um, it's just stuff like that. Um, but on the other hand, like, I, I don't know how well I think, how much I think, like, oh, man, the flow and level design of this area is incredible. But the train yard's really cool. Yeah, train yard's cool. Yeah, I, and the, yeah, the I, exterior ring around the slum area that connect, of which the, the train yard is part of that uh, ring around the slum. Yeah, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that completely. Like the tower, the tower is not great, and the I, I like the train yard. And um, I think the first time I played this in twenty eighteen was it twenty eighteen when Hitman Two came out. That sounds plausible. <clears throat> like I remember running around and finding little shortcuts through that but i also spent a lot more time back then than i did this time out um yeah but but also i wasn't i i was i was still a healthcare worker back then but i wasn't a healthcare worker in a pandemic and having and coming to work coming home from work way way more tired then yeah. I, well, I come home to work way more tired now than I do. Yeah, not <laughs> not that we need like an excuse sharing uh, roundtable here, but um, I've said before I, I I teach at a university, and so December and May are my two peak grading seasons. So like, I, yeah, just fatigue level and just overall like my my precious uh, like free hours. I, I you know I've wanted to really optimize um, in a way that's not a concern for you know most of my semester. Um, burn burnout is real <laughs> it, it's it is real you know um yeah i do oh sorry i just thought of something like so i feel like we're not gonna have that much to say about the tower i mean maybe beyond like the set piece kills and stuff but like just right. like, the design overall so the the sort of half finished construction reminds me of it's like it's like the easiest kind of laziest like trope that allows you to design a level however you want um and it just for me it sends me back to that first like training mission with the boat um, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's totally functional, but it's one of those, like, this isn't even real. It's like the, it's like the easiest thing to do. And then the main thing that gets me is down the, I know this is a nitpick, but like, to me, it's like, um, I don't know. It's representative of my issues with this portion of the level. Um, the elevator shaft is a like hostile area, not just when you're hanging from any of the ledges, but just anywhere in it, you can be on the ground floor of it. And it's hostile, even in the film crew outfit. And it's like, dude, it w- it's completely reasonable why you would send an assistant down there to look for the script. So yeah. basically, in the Hitman games, I kind of expect the NPCs to give me a wider berth than I would have in real life. You can be a total weirdo freak and do a lot of stuff in Hitman that you, you would get side-eyed for and arrested for in real life, right? I don't expect it the other way around. For people to just like freak out that I'm climbing to the bottom of this elevator like shaft to get something that fell down there that we need that's like completely reasonable i don't know it's just that it was just like oh they made this area totally off limits in every manner manner of traversal just to raise the the stakes of of traversing it just to make it feel a little bit heart pounding and that's just lazy because there's no good reason for it if you're wearing the right disguise no right yeah it's also like this is this is just a game mechanics thing overall and it's not even something i really like 
am really upset about, but like it's something I bumped into a bunch this time for whatever reason, which was I had a bunch of instances where I was waiting for something to happen. And so I would be standing still and an NPC would patrol into me and then get really pissed. Yeah. It's like, buddy, come on. <laughs> you're just you're just standing there and someone walks in you and goes, um, fuck off? <laughs> just... Yeah, there's, and I, I'm, I was more amused by it because it didn't break any of my runs. I, I would feel differently if it had for sure, but um, just the sheer density of NPCs um, on this level makes for a lot of really, really funny things because at least in, in my, like, instance of the game, um, when NPCs uh, collide with one another in their little pathing routines, often the animations will, like, hang um, and get caught in a weird state. And just, like, it's it turns into, like, a funny graphical error. Just, like, shenan- little low-level shenanigans ensue. And you see that so much more on this level than, like, any other level that I can remember. Just because there's so many people kind of running into each other. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of constant. Um, I don't know. One thing I really liked, and I, I brought it up, and honestly, I kind of, I, it probably would have gotten annoying, but I wish we'd seen more of, is a mechanic this game, this level messes with with coins, right? Yeah. Where like, yeah. there's the taxi exit, and like you have to buy cloth and stuff. Um, there isn't much more than that, but um, you know, I think there's like the the um, phone booths use right. coin, but okay. I like the representation thematically of the fact that living in a city is expensive. I just think that's cool. Yeah. It, it cuts both ways though, right? Cause, like living in a city is expensive, but also the meme, like relative to like what you've kind of picked up playing the game is that these are essentially like, I don't know, pretty much worthless except as tools. So their, their ostensible purpose of like being valuable is like not really because like it's valuable to the guards who find them, but that's played off as a joke. And otherwise they're mm-hmm. just like, Basically, a coin is functionally equivalent to, like, a soda can that you can just throw and distract someone. So I guess the yeah. idea is that in Mumbai, your, like, trash distractions are actually, like, valuable currency. Which I, I get is, like, well, they are literally currency, but it's, like, you know, because you only see it in the slum level. It's, like, eh. But, like, I don't know. That's, I feel like that's probably a reach. Like, I, I, I liked the presence of the mechanic. I just would have liked to see it in other levels as well yeah and it does make it weird like just the way that like i mean as you say you're so used to coins being this tool that they are like literally they are the one of the most literal representations of currency across all media look it's a gold coin we all know this means money Mm -hmm. and then you use it as money and it feels bizarre yeah um which is just funny also i (laughs) Also, there's the fact that, like, a lot of these are, like, I mean, you look at these coins and they have, like, the ICA logo on it. And everyone's yeah. like, mm, yep, that seems, that seems legit. <laughs> and you're like, yep. all right. Maybe, maybe it's just a fucking John Wick situation where secretly everyone knows the, the hitman, the, like, the assassin money. And it's like, oh, this is, oh, okay. Yeah. This is a, right this uh, way, this Mr. Ford. This is a dark web dollar coin. <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, well, I mean, I mean, at least they made them coins rather than just saying uh, non-concussive, non-explosive soda can. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but what if, what if you could kill people with coins, though? What if you could, okay, here's, okay, here's an idea. You drop them at the top of a flight of stairs and they slip on it and fall down the stairs. Yeah, no, I can see it. No, I actually uh, think it's kind of an oversight. I feel like of all the things that 47 is capable of, like, he should be, he should be able to, like, throw a coin with great enough precision and force to like go into someone's eye socket and kill them or something. 
I do I do want to do like the the old, the briefcase like two-handed overhead throw and then the knife thunk sound effect <laughs> and then target down. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, when they when they after after IO does the James Bond game or maybe they could just put this in the James Bond game, you have the one instance of crafting in Hitman <laughs> where you can combine a bunch of coins with a sock. I don't want to I don't want to burst your bubble, but there is an instance of crafting in Hitman. I yeah, I was just I I was being, We haven't gotten to I it was, yet. I was but. being facetious, but but, <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, after 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 seeing the implementation of uh durability and crafting in Animal Crossing, I never want to hear the C word again. But um fair, valid. Yeah. I will say in in what what we'll get to the way it's used in the level we'll get to, it's fine. Yeah. It's oh, totally sure. fine. Oh yeah, definitely fine. Because there's no durability. Exactly. It's just like, hey, you have upgraded an item. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I love upgrading items. I love upgrading items. It's so good. Um. Yeah, I mean, other like I could you know I could go over bit by bit. Oh, there actually there is one other thing that I one other mission story that I want to touch on because speaking of, of finding it kind of touching, um, the first time I, in the game's terms, did flames rekindled, um, is was when I was doing the um, uh, Mister Freeze two two four four suit only silent assassin, right. Um, so I saw zero of that story. I snuck up there, I shot the flag, and then I put poison in a random glass, and then I left. And I was like, congratulations, you completed this story. I was like, if you say so. Sure. Um, but for this podcast, I was like, well, I need to actually know what that story was. I'm the host, and I make the notes. So I need to know what actually the story consists of. Um, and I actually found it kind of sweet, because it's this story, like, the story is basically that now that he's back in town, the Maelstrom wants to hook up with basically an ex-girlfriend right um and it's like oh, okay sure he wants to you know he wants to go be a sleaze or whatever but like once he actually arrives and starts talking to her it's not just that like his tone changes and he's really like thoughtful and considerate but also like there's a beat where it's like oh you have figured out that he used to live here but then the lady says he's like he's like oh i'm glad you kept the house and she's like yeah you built it well it's like he built it it's like damn that's kind of that's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, I appreciated seeing that sort of sweet domestic side of this monster. I guess. <laughs> okay, can you remind me? So I, I know they kind of introduced it, but what kind of what kind of monster is he? I mean, I know we wrote um, a really bad manifesto and recorded it very dramatically. I heard that. That's you know he's like a pirate, right? So he's doing pirate he's, things. He's a pirate, but like he's doing a lot of butchering the crews is sort of the implication okay, it's sort of yeah. like oh i want i'm gonna steal this tanker and everybody on board can get a bullet like if he was just stealing shit like fucking rock on my guy yeah but um right. it is it the, the way they put it forward is he is pretty ruthless and uh lacks compassion in his work um but you know sometimes right. you just got to put on your game face at work you know yeah you know ah, okay. what is a war crime but just a crime you do during a war yeah I don't I, don't use that one against me. Don't take that one out of context, <laughs> please. I mean, I know the context isn't good either, but correct. <laughs> well, um, so, speaking of pirates, what if they did a hitman villain that was bait? That was just the main character in the show. Our flag means death. 
Are either of you familiar with that? I've heard the name a lot and heard a lot of people tell me to watch it, and I haven't. Uh, okay, so I hear he's gay. <laughs> I well, okay, so it's a it's a it's a ten episode series. I'm on, or a ten episode season. I uh, we are at episode seven, I believe, and it's basically I want the main character and Blackbeard the pirate to kiss and be boyfriends because I that, that'll just make me so happy if they do that. Um, but he he just he decides to leave his semi upper class life to become a pirate. But he wants to be the gentleman pirate, where makes he makes sure all of his crew has their needs met. And I'm like, just thinking about Wazir Kale. I I would be really conflicted if I had to kill Steve Bonnet instead of Wazir Kale. I mean, well, I I think here's the thing, right? So you can you I feel like you could be a gentleman pirate in like the 20th or 21st century, right? Like. The, the speed of, tra- of travel and the availability of resources is just so much greater that, you know, you sure. don't necessarily have to kill anyone. But, like, sure, okay, so you've uh, you've taken a Spanish galleon laden with gold and there's, you know, like, a few dozen crew members. Like, what the hell are you going to do with them? Like, you can't feed them. You can't give them, like, you know, desalinated water to drink. Like, you literally have no way of taking care of these prisoners, right? So, like, yeah, of sure. course you're going to kill them. Like, and they'll kill you at the first opportunity, right? But it's just, like, there's just basic things like baked into the context that put like limits on what you can do like morality notwithstanding but like yeah you are kind of a jerk if in the 21st century when these you know especially these crews and the uh you know the the cargo everything is insured you know yeah they'll just walk away you know like Mm -hmm. they're not their lives aren't over if they get you know pirated right so it's like yeah whatever so yeah you're kind of you're kind of going over the top just butchering people you know so i feel like it's different like i but on the what? other hand, I mean, it also pushes the other way, right? Where let's say you did capture that Spanish galleon, right? Right. The response time of the Spanish fleet is going to be long, right? Yeah. Compare that to you steal a tanker in the South China Seas and uh, there's going to be a helicopter with people with guns coming pretty soon. You know? Right. And that makes it harder to be a gentleman in that way. Yeah. I mean, like all those guys have to do is they're gonna sail back to the next port, right? If you let them live, and it'd be like, hey, so and so just took this, and they can only be hiding out like as far as like your the the zone, right? Um, mm-hmm. Trying trying to think of a good video game analogy, I can't really, right? But it's like, oh, you, you instead of just saying, oh, it's somewhere in you know the barrens, right? It's like, no, 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 the guys we want to kill are at the crossroads, right? It, it turns it from like a huge search of like, oh, somewhere in the Caribbean. To being like okay, probably within this like fifty mile radius. Like these are our guys. These are the guys we've got to get them. I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's also it's like how many ports are there that they could stealthily access during like in this period because they can't stay at sea indefinitely. Right. So you know. Yeah. 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 Piracy's hard. Yeah, I feel like yeah. It turns you need, out you need, the, you need the plausible deniability. Like once you have too many like GTA stars on you, like from a given thing, like yeah, you can't just like sail even into the, the pirate havens and like restock and do that. They're gonna be like, whoa, not touching that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not. This is my this is my field, so to speak. We need a realistic pirate game. I'm sure that the uh, definitely upcoming, definitely not 
forever and development hell skull and bones from ubisoft will be exactly what we need yeah we just yeah we need a pirate simulator where just like 80 it's an mmo but 80 percent of the active player base just has scurvy at any given time and like can't control their character they're just like it's in skull pain and- you have to just like mash like different buttons to like yeah, be in like less pain mash, and mash a to get out of bed today <laughs> In, in skull and bones, if you have a four star one, you pull into port, and the port's like, "Nope, too hot, gotta leave." I mean, that shit happens in GTA already. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, quick time events of just like trying to diarrhea shit into the bucket as the ship like oh, rolls boy. on the way. Ty, you know. you've got Ty, you've taken it bad. It's gone go. bad. There I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> no toilet talk. Forgive me. We, what? We can navigate a sewer in Mumbai, but yes, <laughs> you can talk about just, you know just... mashing buttons to catch your teeth as they fall out of your face from scurvy. But okay, okay. no toilet talk. No, I appreciate it. I you got just mouth rules, violence. You know? Speaking of mouth violence, um, I don't have a transition. Uh, but I also who who else did who, anybody else meet Mike? You help Mike? Wait, Which the, one's Mike? The spy guy. Yeah, the spy. Yeah, yeah. I oh, you know it's funny. That was, that's one of the few things I remember from this level um, when I first played it. Like I don't know, like something about that story was just like funny. Um, but yeah, that was like one of the few things that stuck with me. I'm like, oh yeah. I well, and it's fun to have something that has a genuine timer on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like so much in Hitman, it's just like okay, these people are are running their endless loop, and they'll do it until I kill them. Um, but Mike. Uh, Vanya's spy who's spying on Rangon. If you take too long, Rangon's gonna shoot him. So you gotta, you can, you can break him out, and there's a fun challenge for that. And if you do, he'll run off and he'll get a Vanya guard outfit and go back to the train yard and become a guard. You think him. that you yeah. think after that kind of experience, you'd go like, I don't know, like go spend some time with your mom, like go. Maybe just maybe do something else. Maybe, but you know, know you got to know the thing about people who volunteer to be spies, Ty. What is first the of thing all, about very, people very, spies? First of all, very often not a great family situation. Okay. Second of all, I'm taking notes. It's yeah. it's not a profit. Like there aren't logical reasons to be a spy. It's not a good line of work to be in. Right. The reason to do it is because you are the kind of person who has to prove to yourself that you can. It's sort of an ego trip in a way. Okay. And so it, he's like, just like, damn, I even got caught and I got out of that shit. What's up? High five me, bro. <laughs> I don't know so what comes next, though. Because uh, here's the thing, though. I feel like from being a spy, especially going through that type of an experience, right? Baptism by fire, being a spy of all things, right? Then mm-hmm. I feel like going back to being a Queen's Guard is still going to be such a step down that you might as well go back to, you know, operating the TikTok or whatever, right? Oh, he's just waiting for his next mission. He's he goes back he goes back to Vanya. He goes back to boss and he's like, "Boss, I have I have good news. You're not going to you're unhappy to see me. You're like, "Hey, why'd you abandon your post?" I didn't. I killed him and nobody knows I did it. I got away clean. Mm-hmm. What's my next target? All right. And she's like, "Go thought, put on a guard uniform and I'll think about it." <laughs> yeah, it's just take 5, you know? <laughs> Listen. Uh, Take a walk around the yard. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Touch grass. Yeah, um, I also think if, if she was running like a tighter operation, right? You'd have your spy 
just kind of come present as one of your petitioners, right? Like you wouldn't have sure. your spy be someone who's primarily associated with you as their like undercover day job. I don't know. I, I've never been a, a crime boss operating out of a, you know, whatever. I mean, she has hardcore sloppy vibes. Oh, definitely. She's yeah. dumping bunch. Of, she's she's doing the like the the egotistical thing when you go too far, where you're like, I'm gonna have a bunch of tailors and murder them and dump them in fucking gutters. It's like, funny. Everybody knows what you're up to. Vanya like, Shaw will hear about this. <laughs> yeah, the d- discipline seems to be lacking, kind of all up and down the code, chain of command. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, right, that's why that's why uh fucking. The maelstrom is fine when the Kashmirian presents as like I killed her. It's like, yeah, she was kind of fucking whack. <laughs> uh, one Do other her, doing her little pseudo Mussolini thing on the bridge to the workers. Like, come on. <laughs> I see. I think of it as the the um fucking. Oh no, my brain. Not yeah, the bison thing from the Street Fighter movie. Yeah. What do I have oh. for, to fear from you, worker bees scurrying about? I did, I did, I did not, I did not want to soil the name, of, the good name of Raul. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I shouldn't do this to Mister Julia. Um, and speaking of of actors, the last NPC I want to shout out is Charisma Hassan, the leading actress of Rangan's movie, who just fucking hates Rangan and threw the script down an elevator shaft so she wouldn't have to kiss him. Shout outs. Yeah. And then also Down a hostile elevator shaft. I had to look this up because I couldn't pull it off myself. But if you manage to do the the event where you set up that scene and then blow him off with a fan and don't kill her, it seems hard to me. Very often she gets in the way and she gets killed as well. Yes. But if you pull it off, everyone's like, Oh my god, and she's like, I don't know, I feel okay about this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually it's really easy just for people playing out there who like want to see it or whatever. You just wait. So you wait until they have the scene. She says, "I can't do this, whatever." She's like, "I'm gonna take five and she walks off, and then he oh. uh, continues to stand there very conspicuously. Um, that that's the easy way to do it. I'm sure I'm sure you can time it other ways, but um, yeah. Also, there's this really funny thing where yeah, if if she survives and every everything you know, you kill him. Um, Everyone is still like at attention on the set of like, all right, like we're like we got it ready to go, like you know, take blah blah, blah. like doing movie stuff still, which is really funny to me. Um, they're like, yeah, well, you know, accidents happen, but the show must go on. Yeah. My they're, they're my really final committed. attempt. I was trying to get it without killing her, and I was just impatient, and so I didn't realize you could just wait. But I was trying to like time it where the placement was such, and my final attempt. I did get the placement such that she was blown off, but he just kind of slumped over and died on the spot. He just sort of like, like, like just slowly tipped over and he was done. <laughs> yeah. I, I love like, that. Oh, I love that creepy post okay. six because you see her just, she looks like she just, got, she looks like she had a rubber duck below her and gets just exploded <laughs> yeah, off she the just, roof. She just got grabbed by the hand of God and he's just <laughs> like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. She's in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually I, I was actually trying to set up um okay because so when I did it when I did it normally for that challenge, I noticed that you get credit for it really early, right? Mm-hmm. And uh like he's not even he hasn't hit the ground, right? And you get credit for the challenge. So what I wanted to see is if I could put a micro proximity explosive right on the edge of the the roof there, blow him off, get credit for him, and basically launch him in and then blow, like have the thing blow up as he and you know launch him like uh, like double jump off the thing 
But um, sure. unfortunately, my game crashed as I was setting it up, and I was just I was like, ah, screw it, whatever. So I don't know if that works, but um, hmm. I feel like there's hmm. potential for the ambitious folks in the audience here. I do like sp- in the in the aftermath of all that, the director makes a call, and based on the dialogue, you get the sense that the people on the other side of that call wanted him dead anyway. <laughs> like she's, she's like yeah he's dead we we have it on video yeah release that that's good publicity for me can i get the hollywood on this <laughs> just like <laughs> shout outs i mean that's the grind set that's that's that grind set isn't it you know yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah. uh you you paid him an exposure on that one yep uh yeah other than uh mastery um, that's mostly what I wanted to hit up. I will say for mastery, you do have some cool unlocks from this one. There's the remote micro explosive, which is really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the remote EMP, which sounds cool, but I've never messed with. Um, and then there's the DAC X2 covert and you're like, Hey, it's a silenced submachine gun. Who cares? Six. Why are you telling me this? Because you can put it in your pistol slot and it's a silenced gun that is technically not a pistol. And so it'll open doors in one shot. Lock doors, be gone. Whoa, I did not know that. Uh huh. Yeah, and any gun that is not a pistol, if you shoot the lock, it just opens the door. It just swings open instantly, um, and it's technically not a pistol, even though you can put it in your pistol slot. So that is that is cool. Um, I tend to really favor the pistols because the ammunition is ubiquitous uh, for like the sure. low tier guards. That's that's always been my thing with submachine guns. Is like it can be hit and miss. Um, with the availability of like guard replenishment, I mean, obviously, like from using the gun, like we're doing that kind of a run, right? Um, I had a yeah, I had a I had a moment of I was like, but Ty, how much ammo do you... right, mm. Ty? <laughs> 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 uh, I did have a moment. I went back to Colorado to do some to mess around with some stuff um, mm-hmm. and lead up to this, and I had a moment where one of the challenges was to dump everybody in the slurry pit, like all the all the, the four targets. Yeah. Um, and I was like, there's probably, I could probably look up a YouTube video of how to do this. Right. Or, or yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, cock, cock my, you know, fucking SIG five, five, two. We could just take care of this. Yeah. Um, I didn't survive the attempt. There are a lot of people with guns on that map. <laughs> yeah. All of them are relatively high powered. If I remember correctly. And a lot of ways to flank you too. That's yeah. the real bitch. There's a lot of ways to flank and then a lot of dudes have shotguns. So if they sneak, they sneak up on you, like it's over quick. Um, like yeah. extra quick. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. I think what I need to do is there's the, um, the room with the sink in the barracks where the, um, fucking point man is. I, I bet that. if I stand in there with a gun, that's a perfect truck point. Oh, definitely. Well, isn't that the one with the... doesn't it have two entryways? No, it has only one entryway. There is a window, but I think it's high up and they... Yeah, they, no one ever comes they could throw in. Grenades. I can confirm that. Okay. I've yeah. spent a lot of time yeah. on that map, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, after this. I'll stream myself murdering everyone. That's fun. Six, go- Six going big moony. I like it. <laughs> uh... Yeah, any other notes before we uh, before we move on from this one? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, All right. I don't have any. 
Well, we should really quickly hit up uh, Illusions of Grandeur. As I mentioned before, it is a mission where you are going after Basil Carnaby, who is a basically magician hypnotist con man who scammed a bunch of people in uh, in London by hypnotizing them to rob their families for him. And then uh, the police caught on and he bailed. But this is the kind of guy who can't keep his head down. And so now he's trying that shit again in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And uh, a former victim hires you to kill him. Mostly this is just a workaday assassination yeah. in a way that is, you know, enjoyable and good context. The only thing I really think is stand out about this is the ch- challenge wrong person to ask where you volunteer to be hypnotized by him. And it obviously doesn't work. Right. And that's fun. I didn't realize um, I didn't. Re- I think this was the first time I had actually played this one. Um, I didn't realize you could pretend to be hypnotized and i was one i'm I'm actually i think after this i'm going to go try and do that because i want to i mean you just mostly he's just like like i've hypnotized you and you and and 47 gives you know mind like hypnotized responses and he's like yes follow me and then you follow him and he's like okay now that we're alone give me all your money and 47's like no i'm not gonna do that Oh, okay. I, I thought I thought once you got up there, you you could. No, no, no it's not. Sure. It's not that elaborate. Oh. unfortunately. Oh, missed he, he doesn't. He doesn't go up there and he's like, "Okay, tell me about your mother." Like we don't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, just a just a fine mission. Mm-hmm. Overall, are we, are we, are we going to uh, talk about escalations at all? If you want, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, go for it. No, no, no. All I was gonna say is, um, so I did the I did the sniper escalation. Uh, like I said, I kept it easy breezy this time. I'm sorry. I'll be back to my normal masochistic self next episode. But for this, I only please did the... just do take care of yourself. If you don't yes. want to do it, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no one is he- no one is here to make you do that. Time. <laughs> oh, but I'm here. I'm here. To punish myself. Anyway, okay. So I did the sniper mission, right? But a straight up. So I hadn't done the magician uh, mission yet. Okay, so basically I forgot half of half of Mumbai, and I hadn't been in that apartment building, the one with the you know little tower you go up. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there was like a vantage point that was you're supposed to use, right? I t- oh. totally forgot about the the Kashmirin, all that stuff, right? So there is the absolutely like the smallest window where an inch of the one dude's head is visible in a pat. You have to make, like, the sniper rifle shot to end all sniper rifle shots. It's like the game-winning World Series, like, home run of sniper rifle shots, right? Took me, like, 40 minutes of the guy walking by, and I got it. And then it was later, and I completed the third level of the escalation, right? And it was only later when I did the Magician, I'm like, oh, you're just supposed to go up to the Kashmirian's little thing and get a much easier shot. You shoot the barrels, they blow up. It's, this is not hard at all. Like, this is, I, I just, like, made a challenge. Because it is so hard to hit from your your balcony, like, you know, if you start in the room there. Um, it's possible. They made it possible in the narrowest sense of possibility. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those moments, like, I'm a dumbass. The most fun thing with that one, I will say, um, I didn't do it, but um, I, I did look at it very briefly, which is that... If you have one of the weapons that is one of the sniper rifles, like the Sigur 3000 Ghost, or from uh, from Hitman 3, from one of the premium escalations, the 
I think it's called the Majestic or something like that. There, there are a bunch of like fancy sniper rifles that are both silenced and subsonic. Um, you can stand directly behind the Kashmirin and shoot the targets, and he won't notice. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> that rules. Uh, yeah. So. so one thing you can do with the. Uh, so I believe. So I didn't test. I only tested one version of this. So if you sne- go to where the Kashmirin is. Right, with a silence, but not subsonic, right? So silence, you shoot one target. If you very quickly dip out before he turns around and clocks you, you can basically not trigger him as aggro. Um, and then you just hide and he mm. runs away. Um, and I actually did that with stealing his rifle. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, because I, I, I circled back to it because I was like, oh, there's a sniper rifle here. I don't have to run all the way to the train yard to pick up my, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I think if you leave his sniper rifle on the tripod and you use your own, like you run to the pickup location and get it. I think you might be able to, even without the subsonic shoot and then run away um, multiple times. Cause he like won't go into panic or aggro state. Um, I think it might be I mean, possible to kill both the guys on that side of the map without, with keeping him in place. And I don't know why you would care, but I mean, that's how I did um, back in back in Hitman 2. That's how I on, on PlayStation. So I lost all this progress. and It was great. Mm-hmm. That's how I finally did Sniper Assassin is I used the water tower. And just every time I took a shot, I went and hid in the, in the fucking like box right there for yeah. like for like, you know, 20 minutes and then came back out and took another shot and hid back in the box for uh, 20 minutes because so they only came to investigate. They didn't alert. It was exhausting. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, doing um, doing the sniper mission the way that you did the the way that you described it, where you you created the challenge for yourself. I think, I think, I mean, that's not that doesn't sound like self punishment or or silly. It just sounds Thailand assassin to me. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't, you're not going to make this a thing. This I, is not going to become a thing. I am stubborn enough to keep trying. No, no, no. I, I can I, I see you building appre- the merchandise just, in your head. Yeah, no, I'm not, no, I'm not that creative. I appreciate that you're like trying to like will this into existence on the episode specifically where I just uncharacteristically just dropped a ball and just didn't play well at all. I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like doing this anymore. So Listen. I just, I doubly appreciate it, yeah. Ty, you're going to have to stop referring to it as dropping the ball. You just didn't feel like doing the whole thing there is no one here no one in the audience no, neither of us are here being like man ty didn't put 60 hours into this what a disappointment <laughs> you did fine you didn't live up to your own standards that's yeah. your call but you didn't drop the ball agreed as long as god's still disappointed we're all happy <laughs> god's always disappointed that's Amen. his thing Amen. um so it's ranking time <clears throat> Yes, it is. Uh, if you look at the DM, I have just pinned uh, our rankings, which I should have done before. Um, you can look at it. You don't have to, of course, repeat yeah. your ranking. You can make any changes you want. But just in case you were wondering how you felt last time, that's how you felt last time. Okay. Uh, I can go first if folks want time to think. I think my feelings on the matter are... Um, from top to bottom, I am Hokkaido, Paris, Marrakesh, Miami, 
Mumbai, Colorado, Columbia, Hawks Bay, ICA, Sapienza, Bangkok. A little bit of changes there um, as I think I overest like thinking more about Miami and, and our episode we did about it, about how I may have overrated it. And then definitely some adjustment from Colorado because going back to it, I still think Colorado is really cool. But navigating Colorado sucks. Yes. Um, so, based on that, I have made the change. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to keep Colorado where it is in honor of the sacrifice of my people being conspiratorial militia members. Um, you know, may, may their, their sacrifice not be in vain. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to put... Okay, you know what? We're gonna shake things up. This is gonna be a temporary list. Okay, please don't, please don't break me with the goals. We're gonna keep it: Colorado, Paris, Marrakesh, Colombia, Miami, Mumbai, Sapienza, Hokkaido, Hawks Bay, Bangkok, ICA. And basically, what I did there is I knocked Hokkaido down because some of the particular points of annoyance that I had navigating um, Mumbai that. I brought up earlier in this episode. I in flashback in like the brief, quick moments of memory from uh, from Hokkaido. I'm like I had similar annoyances with that map as well. Um, so right now Hokkaido does not seem particularly hot to me right now. I will probably return to the the previous ordering next episode with a little more distance from Mumbai. But that's where it is. Okay, well, as I said, right, Matthew. as I said last episode, I was going to actually give this a the proper time to really think it out, reason it out for myself, and I've done that. So it's a lot, several changes here, uh, but I'm, Marrakesh is still number one for me. Colorado is now number two. Hokkaido is three. Paris is four. Miami is five. Santa Fortuna is six. Mumbai is seven. Hawks Bay. ICA, Bangkok, Sapienza. All right. I lost track and I'll have to listen back to it to fix that, but. <laughs> uh, I think you have it correct. Do I? Perfect. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Uh, everyone else feels like Miami's pretty mid and I feel like it's upper mid. <laughs> you know, no, but... I, I, I do. And again, we don't have to like hash this out now. And I think it'll be obvious to a lot of people. Um, who've been listening um consistently but i think this like to me it's not oh it's mid versus upper mid i feel like there's a lot of like special moments that we've had i know it sounds like super corny but like um at least for me i can detect like there's a lot of like sentimentality in this like this is not a ranking driven by some like quote unquote objective sense of like level design bro or whatever right this is like just shit i enjoy i had fun like whatever it had those like oh this is super cool moments for me and the fact that there are so many of those ahead of a level like miami which like has this universal acclaim to it you know someone with paris like that's saying a lot about the series like that means that like it's working my friends i don't know mm-hmm. yeah well, and yeah. i also i also think that i mean and i know what uh on the last episode like we were talking about how sapienza just really isn't isn't that good um and I think ultimately it might come down to we don't like Sapienza. That doesn't necessarily mean Sapienza is bad. 
Sapiens is bad. I mean, I'm just, again. <laughs> you picked the one example where I'm going to be like, no, Sapiens is bad. Well, I mean, Sapiens <laughs> is at the bottom of my list because it's, I think, it's the one that I just, I just, I, I don't have a lot of fun in Sapienza. Which is totally fine, right? And, like, I, yeah. I don't feel the need to qualify my, like, self-evidently subjective and arbitrary judgments with, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is uh, totally arbitrary and subjective. Uh, yeah, everything is, right? Um, I just think it's notable that, like, when we are all in agreement that, like, yeah, like, a certain level, you know, Paris, uh, Miami, whatever, is, like, really, really tightly designed as far as, like, you know, just the level pacing and, and like, every, everything about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's really good that we still have these maybe slightly less perfectly executed from a, like, pure level design standpoint maps ahead of it. Um, I just think, totally. I, I, like, to me, I, I think that is more, like, significant. Um, yeah, know. like, I have Hokkaido at the top. Hokkaido has real problems. Hokkaido is not the best level. It's my favorite level. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Marrakesh, the only statement that I will defend it with is you drop a moose on your target. You drop a moose. drop a moose and with that we're taking it to the plug zone ty i'm a ghost i find you perfect matthew uh you can find me at infinite underscore rewind on twitter uh, i do host a couple other podcasts one is about music one is about film and one is about video games uh, story route zero is about video games we keep it casual talk about what we're playing sometimes news Trivial Merit is about music. My co-host Caroline and I come up with playlists to move our mood from a pos- or a negative headspace to a positive one. And uh, on Free Reeling It, Jesse and I like watching movies and talking about them. Excellent. Give those a listen. Check those out. Um, I'm on too many podcasts, so I'm not going to list them. Um, you, can just, you can just find me at 6detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R on Twitter. Uh, my DMs are open if you have questions or comments for the show, for the record, or any of my other shows. Um, and you can find the whole of my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia, except for, I guess, one podcast, but I'm not going to list that now. Um, but until next time, folks, we are going to leave you to prepare. <laughs>